This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Hey there, families. Today's episode includes an interview with Sarah Wood, who is someone I deeply admire, families. She is one of the chillest human beings on the planet and also a mom of four boys. Yes, four boys, which basically makes her a superhero. But she's incredible, and she's our local um, elementary school social-emotional intelligence teacher. Yes, we are blessed to have a full-time social-emotional intelligence teacher at our elementary school. And so to spend some time with Sarah during this interview, just talking about how she came to have her position at our school and what she teaches our kids every day was just such a pleasure, and I know you guys are really going to enjoy it, Um, and I hope it sparks an interest in you to really advocate for this work to be in your children's school systems, and that often will start with us volunteering. So I hope it just um, gives you a lot of insight and ideas for what you can do to bring the work of positive parenting and social emotional literacy into your children's school system. Enjoy. Hey there, families. Welcome to the show today. We are so excited to have Sarah Wood on, who is our local Parkdale Lane Elementary School. What is your actual position called, Sarah? Social Emotional Teacher. Oh, what a cool title. (laughs) I love it. We are so blessed and lucky to have Sarah Wood in this role at our elementary school. And we thought it'd be great to just give you guys a glimpse into how her position came about, her um, kind of path to be in this role that she's in now, and some things you can do in your own hometown at your own preschool or elementary school to kind of advocate for more of this work to be taught in your school system. And so it's going to be so fun to chat today. Sarah, thank you so much Mm -hmm. for being here. Thank you. So why don't we start off, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, about how you got to this point. Like, have you always lived in California? What's your story? I am 100% (laughs) California. Yep. I grew up in the Bay Area. Came down here for college and then got married and and decided to become a teacher. Um, so I was a classroom teacher for a few years and then started having kids and was a mom for a long time. Um, when I was pregnant with my first, I took a parenting class and uh, thought that all of these other people were having problems that I would never have. Um, <laughs> And then I had my first kid and realized that there was a lot I had to learn. Um, So after a lot of growth and learning along the way with 
my first and my second and my third. After having my third son, I decided that it was time to start teaching what I've been learning along nice. the way. So I got certified to teach parenting courses, um, and that was about 10 years ago. And um, since then, it's morphed into, I kind of took those ideas and um, that were for parents and then grew them into ideas that were for kids and um, what was tangible for kids to be able to take home with them. And so since for about the past nine years, I've been doing after school and summer camps, teaching kids some great leadership skills and just positive behavior ideas with fun and games and art so that they really enjoy it and really get to it. Um, so anyhow, in doing that, I obviously got to know a lot of families being, having four kids. I've gotten to know a lot of families (laughs) through our school. Um, and so word of mouth spread that my summer camps were starting to grow and then through just a lot of parent discussion, because parents knew that I was doing this work outside of school, um, I would often go into my kids' classes and volunteer to teach some lessons. But, you know, that was very spotty based on the grade my kids were in and my availability, having babies. Because you had so much time with four kids. So much time with four kids. <laughs> um, so then it just sort of evolved. And I started, after my youngest went back to kindergarten, I started subbing at school just to kind of get my feet wet again. And then there just was, I think our principal realized there was this need. She knew I was someone with some background and experience in this strategy. And so then we just created this thing together and here I am. Did, did you, um, envision like from the, early phases that this is where it might go to? Totally not. Not at all. I thought I would just pop in and volunteer in a few classes and teach some cool lessons and go about my day. So it's like, (laughs) it's like the the deeper you got, the more ways you found you you could um, create this, this work. And and I love how you approach it from the other angle, from the kid's angle. Yeah. Like, I think that's something a lot of people probably wish could happen, but just it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I found in my first kind of seed planting that it wasn't going to be effective if it was little spotty pieces here and there and that it really needed to be like a full immersion in this social emotional learning for the kids Mm. because without knowing, you know, without the social emotional piece, the academics suffer and then everyone's kind of struggling and scrambling as a school team. So... Oh, so, so awesome. I'm just, I'm so in awe and I really am like, I'm so grateful that you're at our Thank school, Sarah. Like, me too, me too. It means so <laughs> much to me. Our kids come home with these little, these little things, these activities they do with you. And it's just so beautiful to have our kids be practicing and being encouraged to be practicing the same things that we're teaching in our home yeah. and it's just it it's I just can't thank you enough for everything you do there because it is meaningful so <laughs> <laughs> um and I know you know Stella our oldest who's now 11 has been to many of your summer camps mm-hmm. and just to see the amount of growth she had in those five days that she spent with you yeah. were just phenomenal awesome. and I think really just gave her such roots in this work. I mean, she's yeah. been raised in a family now who we've been working with this 
with eight years now, right? We kind of did a switcheroo at three, and we were like, <laughs> oh, we need to switch we everything. tried a lot of different things right? for those first three years. Yes. Yeah. But it's been eight yeah. years, and now, you know, she teaches the kids inside of our Bonfire membership program. That's awesome. And I know a lot of it is because she watches you teach the kids, you know, oh, and she she's learned so much yeah. by watching how you do it. And so I, she'll come in here and she'll film a little lesson and she's going to record a podcast episode. Um, she'll be recording podcast episode a lot for the kids, but I know a lot of it is be because of you. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, but so we have um, <clears throat> some some examples here that I thought, of course, our listeners can't see these, but I thought we could speak to each one and you could just kind of give some examples of what you do. So um, we'll start here with this one on the right is some, it has like five balloons on it. And this is something my little guy came home with probably when he was seven, he's eight now. And it says, um, when your balloon gets too big. And um, I guess one more question before we go into this, are you full-time staff at our elementary school now? Are you part-time hours? I am Almost full-time. Almost full-time. Wow, <laughs> I'm as close to full-time as you can get without being full-time. Right, got yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> so when your balloon gets too big, and then it has five, six balloons or seven balloons, and they all have different things, like count to ten, take five big breaths, talk to a friend, take a walk, draw or color, get a drink of water. So obviously that kind of explains it, but tell us your words about why you created this one. Um, so this was a fun one. with um, I did this particular one with kinder in first grade, and then... With the older kids, I kind of teach the same ideas, but we get a little bit deeper and a little more real. Um, but this was just about the things, when things start to bother you. Yeah. Um, and I blow up a balloon for them to see. I have them all share little things that bother them. And it's really, you know, at first when the kids start sharing, they're a little intimidated because they yeah. don't feel, they've never really been able to share, like, the ugly stuff, you know, everything has to just fit inside the box inside the classroom. They have to follow the rules and anything outside of that is often met with challenge. Um, so even in the homes too, right? I mean, that's something we learn to switch up in this work, right? right? You know, like instead of get up, you're fine. Stop crying. Be a big boy. Yeah. It's enough. You know, right. Turning it off. Yeah. You start to do it different, right? Yeah. Okay. So this was good. So then as soon as they start to share the little things that bother them, then all of a sudden more hands come up and they get like totally into it. So I blow up a balloon for them and then we see how full our balloon feels when we get full of so many bothers and we don't let ourselves calm down. And so then teaching them that when they feel that full feeling what happens is we often have this rush of adrenaline that comes in when our balloons are about to pop. Yeah. And um, that adrenaline lasts for six seconds. And once, if we can distract ourselves with any of those strategies for six seconds, then we can calm ourselves down and often make a better choice. Um, And I have a funny story to go along with this with a (laughs) first grader who was often had a lot of challenges. And I had, I had taught this lesson and I, you know, talk to the kids about six seconds, you know, we go through how short six seconds really is so that they know right. that it's not that hard to do if they just tell their brains they can do it. Yeah. Um, and this little boy was having some challenges and I saw him, he was like really upset and he's like, I'm waiting six seconds. I'm waiting six <laughs> seconds. And he was, it was really cute, but he remembered those little bits. And so I try to make it as simple as possible for the kids so that it's not, so consuming for their brains in the moment because they yeah. really can't, you know, even adults, like we yeah. can't think when we get too full or um, whatever. Too so mad. having those <laughs> tiny little strategies that they can 
go to often the kids will go get a drink of water because that's nice. something that's always accepted in the classroom. Yeah. Hopefully. And <laughs> will take about six seconds to do. Oh, and then idea. you distract yourself enough to be able to to think again. So that was that. Oh, that was a fun I lesson. love it. And you know, do you remember Terry when this was taught, Stella came home and did it? Yep. Or Taryn, one of them did it. They got the balloon. And, and I think they, they taught it to a neighbor kid or something. Or oh, they just awesome. showed us or something. But yeah, they yeah. loved that lesson. Okay, how about this next one that well, is... Just, yeah. I think I, it's always... Um, I, I just start thinking about, okay, here are these little souls. And this like seems like, oh, this is such a practical thing to make the classroom a little more peaceful or make it a little easier of a day. But then I start to think like of the, the adult version of this and like how many people never got this or maybe got this too late in life. And, you know, there's so many people out in the world commenting before they think of, uh, about something, um, sending an email before they think Mm -hmm. about something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then even on like a, a a bigger scale, you know, in, in, in teenage life, you know, kids who would be ready to fight, use their fists before, you know, they think about it. Or worse, you know, I mean, school shootings, people, kids that are just yeah. never yes. taught yeah. any kind of um, uh, way, to, yeah, way to deal with those emotions right. and they pop. Right. So, um, you know, it just, you know, it's not necessarily a dad thing, but I, I think it's a, it's an everybody thing, but you know, dads, especially like, man, we got to teach our, our boys, especially like this stuff really, really early. So that when they get to a point where they're overwhelmed, that they don't blow up. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, I've been there and it's, yeah, man, you are just so ready to punch someone in the face sometimes if you're not. (laughs) Well, with that lesson, I show them, I don't pop the balloon. It has happened accidentally, but I show them (laughs) how, how kind of sad the balloon looks when it's out of air, when it has deflated after that mm. fast thing. And so I think they kind of see that visual. And then, yeah, when even if they do pop or make a mistake where they have that quick reaction, just going back to that moment and saying like, hey, your balloon was really full or something. So they have that visual to connect to it and then knowing that, okay, this happened, and now how are we going to move forward? Your balloon popped in that moment. So, oops, we didn't follow those strategies. How do you feel right now? Doesn't feel great, so what can we do different next time? So giving those kids, because I feel like those are the the big things we hear about at school, you know, the fights or the the bad stuff is usually when... The hitting. Yeah, and that's what happens. So if we don't teach them how to do it differently... Right. And teach them the strategies to use when they start to feel, recognizing the physical feelings that go along with those yeah. full moments and then giving them the tools to be able to Exactly. Bring it down. It's like our culture is real good at saying, don't do that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Put a cap However, on it. Put a yeah. cap on it. Do not do that tomorrow right. or else. Or so else. Then, right. But we're not great at saying, hey, we're not okay with that happening and here's your choices and the tools you can use to make a different choice tomorrow right. and let's practice it. So you actually have a better chance of success. Like right. we're just missing in, you know, in a nutshell that in big practice. Yeah. Um, and I love Terry that you brought up the whole, you know, guy side of things. Cause Sarah is an incredible mom of four boys. <laughs> and so it's, 
Susie Walton is your aunt. is a meal. Amel's aunt. Amel. Amel's yeah. aunt. Uh-huh. Okay, so does for so Susie Walton is my dear friend and mentor who mm-hmm. is who trained me in all of the work um, too, that yeah. I teach you too, yes. <laughs> and oh gosh, oh man, her story. She had she raised four boys mm-hmm. and then you got four boys. So does boys run in the family? No. It doesn't. Oh we did the math when we found out our youngest was a boy, and it's 50-50. Like, it's, ah. it's, probably, it's just, there's a, just a lot of kids in the family. Yeah. So, <laughs> so and, you know, maybe just give, like, a, you know, your quick thoughts on how important what Terry said is, right? Like, this idea of maybe Absolutely. The, if there are dads listening yeah. or moms listening who might feel like, you know, still in that section of, like, you know, oh, um, you know, my husband's just a man's man. Or I hear that a lot. Like, he's just a dude. He's just a dude. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Like, and so there's still this, this idea that like talking or teaching about emotional self-regulation or emotions or feelings is still kind of a female feminine thing. It's this whole feeling thing with the balloons we're talking about. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. And of course, like, um, the documentary, The Mask You Live In addresses it in such a beautiful way. I recommend every single family who's raising boys any family who's right. raising any human yeah. being, but that's a great documentary to see. But what are your thoughts just to encourage families to, if they have boys, to, that it's really important to embrace this almost even more? Yeah. I mean, you hit it. Like, it's just, it is. It's important for any human. But, I mean, boys, yeah. girls, I think boys, depending on where you grow up and your background, your past experience and your history, like, you you either guard yourself or protect yourself a little bit more as a male, um, an adult male based on your past. And then often that reflects onto your parenting. Um, so just understanding that there is a different approach to it, that, um, it's feelings are fine. Any feeling is fine to have. It's just what you do with those feelings that that's the avenue you need to, to look at a little deeper. So, I mean, I think, boys girls to set the stereotype like is you know oftentimes puts us in these roles that don't necessarily fit our personalities there are boys that are a lot more physical they like to that's just their nature they like to play a little rougher they like to be a little more physical and then there's Mm -hmm. boys that like to talk a little more and that's just their personality there's girls that are the same so it doesn't really I think when we go you know when we put those names on like then it it shifts our perspective a little so just opening our perspective a little more to to just be like everyone it's just a person boy or girl like we're gonna teach them the way because they are we want them to be good humans yeah you know human soul yeah so being in the house because you have you live with five Men <clears throat> and a boy dog, yeah, and a boy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you are a great testament that <laughs> emotional literacy is strong. It's not yeah. permissive. It's not weak. It is strong, yeah. and I'm sure it you've seen such model. strength yeah. in your family when all the men in your family embrace this idea of being able to recognize how Absolutely. am I feeling? How do I take care of myself? How do I get through this feeling and have a you know healthy action on the other side of it? Absolutely. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three-two-one countdowns, groundings, 
taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being, air quotes, mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you can end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. Awesome. All right, let's move on to one of your other super special, fabulous <laughs> things. Okay, so this next one is a peace sign. Oh, we yeah. actually have three of these from over the years. I love so this one. A few of them must have been from camps, <laughs> yep. and the other ones are from school. Yep. But um, and it says at the top, when I have a problem, I can. And then when within each part of the peace sign, it says, you know, one says, I can ask for what I want. I can find a way to make it work together. I can walk away or I can get help. So within those four sections of the peace sign. So tell us a little bit about what was behind that. So that lesson is a big one that I revisit time and time again. Um, And it's just the steps to problem solve peacefully. So I just call it peaceful problem solving. Um, You know, when you have a problem, everyone especially in school, like we talk about this almost every time I go into the classes, you are with kids all the time, every day. There's hardly a moment at school that kids are by themselves. So really learning how to interact with people and problem solve together, because you're not always going to get along with all those different personalities. So having the tools to problem solve is key. So when they do have a problem to first ask for what they want, we talk about that tone of voice, which is very important. Um, And then if they ask for what they want and that still doesn't work, then the next thing is find a way to make it work together. And those are the win-wins um, where, you know, maybe it's sharing the markers that they're playing with or, um, you know, taking turns being the first at four square or whatever it is. So finding a way to make it work yeah. together. If that doesn't work, then you figure out how big your problem is. Do you need to, is it okay to just walk away? Are you going to be okay just walking away and letting it go? Or do you need to go get help? So 
There's a yes. lot that goes into that discussion, obviously. Um, we talk about the size of problems and how to react to certain problems as well. But those are just some simple, great steps. And then, you know, they just go in order and they have that simple peace sign to, yeah. you know, I mean, I think especially for kids, like it's just important to have the simplicity so yeah. that it's, it's easy for them to think of their, their solutions when they're stuck. So cool because, you know, obviously like we're trained in the same programs, mm-hmm. redirecting children's behavior and joy of parenting. Mm-hmm. And though, and, but it's so cool to hear everything we teach our families within the foundations course and the bonfire membership program is exactly what you're teaching these kids, Yay. which just goes to show you that it's just universal humanity work totally. and just what a blessing that our kids get to have this from an early age. Right? Like it's going to be so much easier for them to be fluent in this once they hit points where they're having right. A husband or a wife or, you know, um, colleagues at work or really, you know, I remember in college, I, I was so annoyed because I had, I had to do like teamwork in business school and I would be so annoyed with like my, my classmates because they were like, just wouldn't care. And I was the one that was like, we need to get an A on this project, but just like relationship stuff. Like, it's just yeah. so cool to think about how, um, you know, much more fluent they're going to be because they're starting at such yeah. a young age. Well, and I was going to say, like, for parents who feel sort of like, well, I was brought up this way, and this is how I'm teaching my kids, and this is, you know, um, I think it's just the shift in perspective. Like, this type of parenting, these type of ideas, they're not rocket science. Like, it's not some crazy new age thing. It's just thinking with, like, your whole heart and... right thinking with your whole being and really thinking about the person that you are molding and to be the adult that you want them to be really, you know? And, um, so I think it's just the shift in perspective. I mean, I even, one of the lessons I do with the kids is that the old lady, young lady picture, you know, and teaching them that both way, you know, whatever you see is right for you, but just, there's also another way to see it. What is that exercise called? Because it's a paradigm shift. Right. right? We call it a paradigm shift, but mm-hmm. can you like find that online for yeah. parents who you can't? Um, what would it? What would gosh, they there's so many to Google. Oh, there's there so many different ones. So there's in essence, listeners, there's it's like, like we can put it in the show notes. Too. Oh yeah, let's yeah. put it in yeah. the show notes. But it's uh-huh. a way of showing like you look at two pictures and. It's one picture. You look at one picture and you like for the one we show our families is or Mm -hmm. the kids is like you can see an old lady or a young lady. Mm -hmm. But really, when you look at like the third picture or sorry, when you break out, there's two pictures you can break out and both (laughs) the young and the old woman are in the the Mm -hmm. same photo. So it's all perspective. Right. On the way you're seeing things. Yeah. And the kids love. I mean, they (laughs) love. I found so many different ones and so different grades. I showed different ones that were a little simpler. Um, there's one that's a duck and a bunny. Um, but I think you can also oh, cool. just Google old lady, young lady picture and that okay. pops up too. It's like right. Annie and um, Laurel. It is. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh, my gosh. That thing nuts. Um, oh my gosh. Listeners, well, did you hear that? This, uh, this is cool too. Cause I, I think, you know, so many, um, families I think come to, to Wendy and Fresh Start Family and I'm sure to you too, that are like, they're looking at what, what can I do this mm-hmm. week? Like they're looking so like short in short front of term. their face. Yeah. And, um, it is so key. I think to, um, you know, it's like, you know, it's, we're raising our future leaders and, you know, right. so it's like it, to look downfield a little bit and re- like say, okay, well, what would we want our future leaders to be like? You know, 
math and English, they're super important for sure. You know, those of things. Course. But when you're talking about leadership skills, it's like all of these things are not just to get you convenience that week as parents. This is right. to, to truly mold who this person is going to be out in the world and how they're going to resolve conflict, how they're going to treat their employees, how they're going to treat their future spouse, um, just how they're going to navigate. And, you know, and then people are going to be attracted to them and say, what's up with you? How do you do, how do you do that? And then they're going to be that person for somebody else too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I just think it's a great reminder to anybody who's um, listening that's maybe fresh to this or, 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 you know, kind of new and you're saying, okay, how do we just get our kid to comply or how, how do we, <laughs> yes. okay, what's the thing? Just give me the worksheet. What do right. we got to do? Enough type with of the thing? balloon talk. Right. Yeah, well, <laughs> and it's like, um, it takes a while. It takes yeah, a while. A well, it, yeah. it's a light, it's a full blown lifestyle. Yeah, and absolutely. it's what you're doing. I mean, you're, this is a movement. I mean, you yeah. like so many things have had to yeah. happen for you to right? be um, in the position where you are for our kids to be hearing it at school, to be, you know, getting reinforced at home. Mm-hmm. And then now we're seeing, you know, like Wendy and I always bring up Stella. It's like, I'm seeing her navigate problems with her girlfriends that aren't as much of a problem for her because she's standing on a little bit of a different foundation right. than some of her other friends yeah. are. She's avoiding a lot of drama. She's navigating kind uh-huh. of this l- narrow path that I'm like, wow, she's doing that because she soaked it in. Yeah. 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 Right. Even though within the home, right, we might look at our kids and go, are they even right. digesting Didn't I anything? just talk to you about this? And yeah. then you see it out in the world years down the road and you're yes. like, Oh, they are little Absolutely. sponges and they are soaking it all in. Oh, yeah. It's just with their siblings. <laughs> but yeah. that's where they're supposed to try everything out and right. see what works and what doesn't. And it's yes. okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good reminder. Yeah. it's um, None of this is going to eliminate some of the messes at, at oh, home. No. I mean, the home is going to be the place for them to, right. you know, kind of be messy. So, yeah. yeah. And that's how it's supposed to be. So that's like the thing a lot of parents get frustrated that things are messy at home, but that's where the most teachable moments happen, right? Like, cause that's yeah. where the kids feel the most comfortable to just let go and, and yeah. try it out. I love, well, I love that you brought that up about the messiness cause it's such an important aspect of this work, right? Of these, this lifestyle mm-hmm. is really embracing that messiness and mistakes are just part of life and they're wonderful opportunities to learn and grow. So within my little pile here of all my things I save over the year, I have one of um, my little guy's little notes from the principal's office (laughs) that he, (laughs) um, it says he threw a basket on a student's head and he said it was an accident, but then he realized that it hurt the person. So his class dojo points got deducted and I think he did get sent to the principal's office on this one and he had rough play in hands and this is like our, our little mellow one okay. <laughs> but um, I love I would love to hear your thoughts on you know when parents and and your involvement at the school if you know what when you're called in what you do to coach the kids or the parents but you know in our membership program the bonfire we always tell parents you know this should be expected this is part of life mm-hmm. right especially kindergarten and first grade is such behavior coaching going on and then oh, yeah. still throughout um, but you know, it, I feel like I, I have a lot of families who kind of panic when they get the note sent home mm-hmm. or cause it's embarrassing. 
it's right. embarrassing, mm -hmm. right? And like, you know, it's just really, it really gets them. And they start to be like, oh my gosh, what if the fear kicks in? What if this isn't working? Right. Like, what if people are judging me? This cannot happen. My kid cannot be sent to the principal's right. office. My kid cannot keep getting in trouble for talking in class. Like, this is, and it just sends them, I can feel it, it sends them into a little bit of a heightened state. Mm -hmm. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about um, how you see those, you know, these behavior slips or yeah. how you guys work with that. So there's, um, our, we are very lucky that our school is in our district, our community is very, I'm not sure if forward thinking is the right word, but um Open. We just are open. And so yeah. there is so much push, especially this year, to when behaviors happen that the kids are taught to salt, like, um, they're, they're just taught, they, there's forms that the kids work on and, and, mm. you know, worksheets that they, you know, not that worksheets are great, but right. there's, um, papers that they fill out and they think about the other person's perspective. So there's, cool. you know, a couple of different options that the kids have depending on the situation and the principal or administrator will choose that, but they, they dive deep to figure out kind of the root of the problem Okay, got it. and how to change that. And so it doesn't happen again. Um, and it sounds so, like how to make amends. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then if there is, you know, sometimes things happen with just one person involved, um, right. you know, if there's damage to property or something like that, then obviously you're not going to apologize to the trash can, but, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like the making amends in a different way, but there's yeah. sometimes our apology notes or sometimes how they are going to fix their mistake, but just really the focus becomes on kind of peeling back the layers and figuring out where, why did that problem start? You know, yes. did you, you know, were you really tired that morning or, you know, so helping the kids get to the point where they don't recreate these situations because all they were given was punishment right yeah. they were just sent to miss recess without any growth yeah. you know there's I mean kids will still miss recess and everything but there's right. there's growth along with that so um so I think that's a huge benefit to our school and our community um, I love it yeah very cool all right, let's cover a few more things here, and then um, I'm going to have you to ask about this one. But since we're on that subject, Sarah, mm -hmm. real quick, um, what, you know, for the listeners out there who, you know, maybe lives in, live in a town where they're like, gosh, this is, this sounds amazing, mm -hmm. but like, you know, our school just does it really differently. Like yeah. if like a kid talks out of line or, um, you know, steps out of line, they get sent right to the principal's office and right. there's, it's just a different tone going on in their school system. Mm -hmm. what, like what kind of encouragement would you give as far as, um, kind of stepping into maybe being that change or still advocating it or writing letters? Is there anything you think would yeah, help? Yeah, I think to find like-minded people in your, in cool. your school. Yeah to just sort of be a voice. Um, there's so, there's, you know, our district is wonderful in supporting this program, but there are, you know, almost the whole state of Illinois is a huge leader in social emotional teaching. So awesome. there's research, there's um, programs, there's tons all over the nation. So there's a yeah. lot of places to find really concrete examples to show administration, to show other parents who are in doubt. So there's a lot of resources available to kind of build that ideology. But I would say finding people who have those same ideas and then just planting the seeds with 
teachers or with administrators if you have that relationship um and then volunteering in the classroom um you know to you know like we were saying like to give the teacher a break and just pop in and and give a little lesson on you know and make your yourself in there a little more um often so that you can start to just be part of the change I I think is the best because I mean I think with any school um, opportunity money is often the biggest challenge with any program with any support and so you know it's not that maybe those you know kind of the schools that we feel like are the old school approach they may still want to do this kind of thing but then they're stopped and the obstacle is the financial support for it so that's always going to be there that's there with our district as well but um I think the more that this gets out there, the more that's going to open up. And so if that money is an obstacle, then to just volunteer your time or your resources, whatever it is, to yeah. to be in there and be involved. And, yeah. And yeah, I love that. And so what that would kind of look like for, for listeners, if they want to see that route, is get yourself into some learning to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we offer the Foundations right. course, fully online learning. Any family across the world can get in there and learn this work right. of positive parenting, same concepts we're teaching about, or the Bonfire Membership Program, or pick up a book at the library, yeah. right? I mean, um, the the shop set, shop page of the Fresh Start Family online website has so many books that we recommend. Awesome. But books, programs, just start the learning yourself, yeah. and then have the courage to say, you know what, let me come in and try this out. I remember... Yeah. Yeah, when I started volunteering in Stella's kindergarten yeah. class, I was a new teacher. I mean, I, I had yeah. gotten my certification at that time, but I was still new, and uh-huh. I wasn't experienced with teaching the right. kids. But I saw you do it, and I was like, okay, let's yeah. try this. Yeah. And I'll never forget this, <laughs> like, one little girl, these twin little blonde kids that were the cutest kids on the planet. And I came in, and we were going to practice, um, you know, I was going to teach the kids how to do, basically, I called it a stop sign, but Mm -hmm. it was like when something comes, you know, how to pause and think about how you want to respond, Mm -hmm. and then we we worked on win-wins too, but um, I said, okay, guys, so, um, you know, like when someone says something or does something that you don't really like or doesn't feel good, and today we're going to talk about how to respond to that, and this little, cutest little blonde girl raises her hand, she goes, wait, 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 me, 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 I know, I know, she goes... Like when someone says um, your shoes are ugly, you look right them in the you look them right in the face and you say, "Well, your face is ugly." <laughs> and I was that's like, awesome. "That's what I do." I was like, "We're gonna learn to do it a different way today." Yeah. And so, but I just remember it was fun. Like we, we totally. I would bring in costumes from the costume bin and we yeah. would practice the win wins, and um, it was just so cool to see like. These little kindergartners at five and six years old, like soaking it up. And, but I didn't, I had never taught kids before. So I'm just encouraging people. I mean, I had taught kids, I should say, I was a, I was a coach <laughs> for a long time, but I mean, I had never taught in that capacity. In that yeah. So listeners who want to do that, I think, you know, just go ahead, do it. Just do it. And <laughs> it can be it. as simple as reading a book Yes. and yeah. just reading, you know, a little read aloud book and then just pulling examples from the characters in the story and having the kids relate to them. That's, I mean, such a simple Beautiful. way to go. Well, yeah. and thinking back to that time, Wendy, I mean, this was years and years ago. We didn't know how open they were going to be. We actually, right. we actually, I think, feared opposition in some ways. And so whether it was, you know, that, <clears throat> that talk to get you into that classroom or whether it's people who are wondering just about this work at home, I, th- I remember just summing it up just to being like, 
would you love just to um you know arm the kids with more peace peaceful conflict resolution mm -hmm. skills yeah who's gonna say no to that right i don't care what yeah. your ideology is or like how you do yeah. things, but would you like to like yeah. if the theme is resolving you know you know peacefully you know conflict peacefully yeah would you like that yeah and it was like who and can we, say no to that yeah we did have this hanging up the win-win sheet we mm -hmm. we made one we laminated we had it in the corner and um i was at the end of the school year that year i was talking to the teacher and a little kid came up and he was like so and so's messing with me blah 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 and she was like you know what to do Go, go get the win-win sheet. Mm -hmm. And we watched them. They went and they worked it out. So, like, yeah, telling teachers this could free up some of your time. I think like that's, that. yeah. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. I think that's a challenge, but also like a great reward too, right? Because yeah. a lot of teachers might feel that this in the classroom during the academic day is taking away from the academics, but really this is like an integral piece to make sure those academics happen because when kids, right. you know, kids go out at recess time and someone does something that hurts their feelings or this and that, and then all of a sudden they've turned their brains off and they yes. aren't listening to what you've said about anything for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. So having those tools really, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir, but it does, you know, right. really help their academics in That's the long run as well. Point. 
but yeah. And one more thing before we move on, and then I want Terry to ask about these last two quickly, and then we're going to ask you to summarize like three things that you would focus on if someone's starting out in their school district. But, um, as far as like, I remember how at the time when I started volunteering in the classroom and at the time I had started teaching, um, Stella was still learning. <laughs> like nowadays, she's still learning. She, she's always still learning. I am still learning. Yes, we, we all are still learning. Yes. However, you know, that was a time in her life where, you know, I would, I would get some notes or we would have right. some discussion. So I, I just remember it was a little bit scary mm-hmm. to be coming in and saying, Hey, let me teach some behavioral strategies here when I had a kiddo who was, who was still, right. you know, having some very common, she was just a kindergartner, like the right. kindergartners are kindergartners, but I think it's, it's just something I wanted to address because you don't have to have perfect behavior. There is no, there is no perfection in families. So, you know, if you, if you are one of those who thinks, totally. oh, well, my kid still gets in trouble or still gets his clip moved down on the card, like it doesn't mean you can't go in and volunteer or no, volunteer to I teach a lesson. Like almost not better, but I think right. that's wonderful because it shows how committed you are to being involved and making it better. And the teacher, I think, will will respond to that well because when I always encourage families, come in as a team. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of kind of feeling like, oh, gosh, nobody gets us and, you know, almost... So I always say, like, hey, try not to rescue your kid and then also try not to attack the teachers, but work as a team to figure out a great solution moving forward so there is better behavior tomorrow or or different choices made. And that's a great way to do it, to say, hey, we're we're in this as a team. And, yeah, it's just you don't have to have perfect behavior going on. And But, anyways, I thought that was important to address. Don't let that stop you from volunteering. Yeah, and I was going to say, just to add on that, like, you know, if you – don't necessarily want to be involved in the school and teach these lessons or anything, but you still have a kid that is a challenge at school and you get the behavior notes still, then yeah, working together, letting your teacher know when there are outside things going on with your family lets the teacher have that little extra bit of compassion and understanding for your kid to help them and guide them so that they can be successful. Because if they don't know what's going on in your outside life, then they expect your kids to act, you know, to be the certain way. But if they understand what's going on, if it's something, you know, if it's divorce or loss or anything like that, I mean, communicating with the teachers is a huge, huge, huge part of your kid's success just in general, for sure. It's a great, great point. Mm -hmm. All right, let's cover these last two a little bit more quickly, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up with your three recommendations. What's this one? This one says Taryn's Bucket. Filling and it's your bucket. Like, okay, yeah. Yes. Tell us about this one. Um, this is such a, a cute little lesson that I did all the way up to sixth grade in different ways. But um, it's just about sharing kindness with people. And I think that's, you know, there's two really simple kids um, read aloud books about filling buckets. And it's basically the idea that everyone has this invisible bucket that is filled with good thoughts and good feelings. And when your bucket's full, you're feeling good. And when your bucket's empty, you're feeling terrible. And um, that your bucket, you know, goes up and down through the day and you can affect other people's buckets in a positive way or the negative way. And I tell the kids, everything you do, everything you say, it either dips from someone's bucket or adds to their bucket. Like literally everything, even if it's nothing, it does something. Um, So we just, keep it simple with the younger kids. And then, you know, with the older kids, I had every single student write a 
bucket filling statement for every single person, including themselves in their class, um, which was a labor of love. Um, (laughs) It took a long time, but they did it. And it was really just really awesome. I still go into classrooms and kids, you know, I told them to take it home so it wouldn't be a distraction for their class, but they still have their buckets on their desk and they Mm -hmm. look at their little comments. And, and we even, I did that with my first graders class and he came home and wanted us all at dinner time to just write little compliments to each other so we could fill each other's bucket. So it's a simple, really simple, concrete way when you're feeling low to just connect, well, my bucket's empty. What can I do to add some good thoughts and feelings? And if my bucket's full, then I can share that happiness with the people around and help them. Yeah. So, it's, and I'm yeah. sure you probably talked to them too about how to fill their own bucket, mm-hmm. but it's not all external. It's not all. Right. Yeah. Well, cool. that's, Yeah. That's a, a lot of it. Yes. <laughs> Most of it. Almost Most of it, yes. Um, so, yeah. So, Taryn had put um, some things uh, for his bucket was, I can give compliments, I can help others, and I can ask others to play. Um, cool. Which is so, I think, in line with his heart, too. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it would be easy to forget that if you were just feeling low. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then how about this one? Personal space bubbles. Um, So with the younger kids that at school, we do a lot of um, focus on self-regulation, you know, because they aren't quite usually around seven-ish years old. Kids kind of break out of that little um, bubble of themselves and being revolved around themselves. And then they open up and start to see the world around them and care about other people's feelings a little Mm, bit more. Yeah. um, Often and so with the younger kids, we do a lot of focus on that self regulation. So, we um, for them, we talk about having a personal space bubble, um, and how when someone pops that bubble, what can you do? You know, apologizing or letting that person, um, know, you know, and and being able to recreate your own bubble again yeah, and cool. just keeping your space. And so, I noticed even still that was. Um, from the beginning of the school year and even still sometimes the kids will get a little close to each other and a lot of times teachers will say hands and feet to yourself and sometimes they'll just say where's your personal space bubble cool and then yeah. all of a sudden they're like oh yeah that's, that's right where's my person oh, where is Taren. my personal space Taren, bubble? Yeah. Taren, what, Taren. Oh, yeah. Taren, <laughs> Taren's got his picture and he's inside of his bubble and it just says I'm floating <laughs> <laughs> they love the idea and then they we do a, a little like kind of step around the classroom to sort of navigate people's personal space bubbles just to get that physical movement as long along with it and they some kids kind of be like, my bubble's huge today, you know, and, and recognizing <laughs> yeah. that your bubble changes depending on your feelings. And That's so cool. It was a, a nice little moment. Oh, all right. Two more because I, I, don't want to, <laughs> I don't have to go over them. But this yeah, one yeah. is like a little heart pull out. It has gratitude, gratitude. on the front. And then you had looks like you had the kids list all the different things with arts and stickers that they're grateful for. Taryn mm-hmm. had written family, friends, pets, and blanket. Blanket? I don't know. Yeah. Hey, man. We do don't a lot of gratitude. A good blanket, yes. You know? I think that's something that people could do. I actually yeah. do that when I wake up every morning before I get out of bed. I just think of three things I'm grateful for. Yeah. And they can be the time, even my blanket sometimes. Yes. My pillow. <laughs> um, and then in the morning, as we're getting ready for school in the morning, I ask my kids to tell me three things that they're grateful for. And the first couple times, they're like, family, our house, you know, thinking of these big global things. And now they're kind of like, I'm grateful for the chair that I'm sitting on and realizing that you can be, it's the tiny things too. So really that was 
that was a really fun lesson with them too. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then this one's hilarious. So it has, it's a big <laughs> sheet of paper with a, a hole in the middle where they can put their head through and it's kind of like an I am statement, right? Mm-hmm. Like all these things For that the describe younger, you. Yep. And this is hilarious because Taryn wrote quick, fun, lucky, fierce, brave, brilliant, funny, active, smart, and sneaky. sneaky. <laughs> that's all right. It's you just quality. snuck that one in at that's the end. Perfect. Yeah. perfect. But obviously that's probably a version like of like, I am. Those are, dad. yes. You are sneaky. So yeah, we do a lot of focus on just that everyone is different and accepting all of those qualities and of other people, but also accepting all those qualities of yourself. Because I think, especially in the school, um, Every school is different, but often there's, you know, a certain box that you sort of need to fit in to be successful in a, um, a typical school setting. And just to let the kids know that we are all different people and that's a great thing. Yes. Because a lot of times they try to be like their friends or keep up with the Joneses, even as adults, we do this. Right. And so just being, you know, I, he is sneaky and that doesn't have to be a bad thing. That's cool. Like, you know, I mean, but knowing that about yourself and embracing those qualities that, you know, whether they're the typical good ones or, you know, even a little outside the box, but that's just, that's who you are and there's nothing wrong with that. That's cool that like his self-assessment too, because we could have our own ideas of like, oh, my son is this, this, and this, but to hear from him is kind of cool. I don't think, well, maybe you did do this exercise, but I came across this little booklet that he made the other day that was describing, and this was a couple years ago, so he must have been in like, I don't know, kindergarten or first grade, and he was describing who his best friend would be like, and I think it was Um, like a theoretical best friend, and I laugh at this one because it was like, um, he likes to wrestle and he likes to party. I'm like, I am not throwing that that one. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. This was in like a, like a pile purge. And I was like, there's no way that one's getting thrown away. That's a forever. We do like to party. We love a good party. Oh my gosh. So good, Sarah. All right. So if if someone like, like, you know, like we talked about, if someone is in a part of the world where they're like, I really want to just maybe start volunteering more or encouraging um, this to be taught more in my school, what are the three like kind of top little tools that you would, and we don't have to cover them, yeah. but like, uh, because we kind of just talked yeah. about it, but where would you start if you were? I think the easiest and kind of most universal one is filling buckets. Okay. Filling buckets. I think that's all across the grades. Absolutely. And the name of that, we have that book. There's two, there's how to fill your bucket and, um, how, uh, Man, I forget the other. Okay, well, we'll remember it and we'll put it in the show notes. Okay, fill your bucket lesson. Um, And then there's a lot of different ways you can focus on their unique qualities, but I think doing I am, any any sort of art with I am focusing on their strengths and weaknesses. Um, Yeah, and I done, I think kids really love to do the art along with the, yeah, because it does feel very creative when they're discovering themselves and their qualities. And so just connecting that with some sort of art project. Cool. So we have that. one in front of us that we didn't go over, but it's Stella's from probably second grade. It says, I am artistic, loving, and responsible. And it's a beautiful picture and it's mm-hmm. laminated. Very easy to remember and, and yeah. repeat. Yeah. That's the awesome. thing is to keep, let, have them pick three ideas because okay. sometimes if you give them a list a of, lot, yeah. Yeah, then they'll just go, well, I'm this and this and this and this, and then it's overwhelming. So keeping it simple. Okay, fill in um, your buckets, I am statements, and number three. Um, I think problem solving. 
Pro- oh, got it. Yeah. Like peaceful I mean, conflict peaceful resolution. peaceful conflict resolution, whether it's win-wins. I just did iMessages with the kids um, where we were talking about communicating or the peaceful problem solving. I think there's a couple of different ways you can approach it, but just some sort of problem solving strategy so that the kids know that they're doesn't have to be a negative end to a problem that there can be a positive solution when you are because there's problems all the time you know yeah every moment yeah so we always teach our parents is win-wins teaching win-wins which we cover in the foundations Uh course Stella teaches the kids how to do this but it's um it can be it can seem daunting right at the beginning and you're used to one person overpowering the other but then when you see it come to fruition and you see two human beings whether it's your kids that are siblings or kids at school um, actually work it out so yeah. they both feel respected and no one feels overpowered. They're like, they are like partying at the end. They're like right? high-fiving. They're like hugging. They realize that they can do it and they're it's empowered. so simple. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's beautiful. Well, you know what we'll do is we'll put all those in the show notes, your recommendations, of course, and then we'll have Stella teach about those cool. in this podcast to the kids. Awesome. Because um, those are all such wonderful topics that I know um, she could really help yeah. the kids understand. And then those translate at home, too. You can do those yes. all the time at home. Even with win-wins, I always remind my kids this isn't about me winning and you losing right now. This is about yeah. us both winning. So how are we going to make that happen? Yes, you know, because we still need to get in the car and get to practice. Still, we still things still so got to happen. How yeah. are we going to make this work? Right. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so many of these things are covered in the foundations course, mm-hmm. and also with supplemental um, uh, prints that you, that we have designed prints and printables and things like that to yeah. Yeah. help people through that journey too. So absolutely. All right, Miss Sarah Wood, Mrs. Wood, the kids Mrs. call Wood. you. All right, let's wrap it up by okay. just telling us. Um, where we can find you? Do you have a website? Do you do private I coaching still, at all? Or no? I do private coaching occasionally. Um, I still do my summer camp here oh, in, um, Diego, in July. Yeah. Yep. Um, just for kids between kindergarten and sixth grade um, for the week. And um, I do have a website. It's rcbencinitas.com. Cool. RCB, um, like Redirecting, Redirecting Children's, Children's Behavior. Encinitas. Encinitas.com. And we'll include that in the show notes. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being here. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you so much. And yeah, if, um, if kids could learn those three things or just have the, um, you know, the environment to learn those three things, the world will be a better place. So thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you guys. I love that you're doing this. (laughs) For links and more information about what we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash seven. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond 
friend, like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.